Hello. Hello. For episode 100, I think I'm going to allow you to say hello first, so look forward to that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally on the edge of my fucking seat. Yeah, unless one of the other potential guests snatches that opportunity from you, in which case you won't be able to do it, or you guys will have to do it in unison. So I will reach through the screen Uh, and strangle them if they say hello first, and we can record that as a paranormal event, so. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Ghost caught on recording. (laughs) Um... Hi everyone, welcome to Scary Talk, episode 98. This is your host, Andre, and on the other side we have... Sunny, your hostess. (laughs) Yes, we are still here. We have um, two more episodes to go after this one. We are so excited to bring you some spooks today. But before that, Sunny, how are you doing? I'm doing well. We've been discussing that I'm doing some administrative work that is making me realize that skilled labor is not my passion. And I do, in fact, just want to sit at a desk doing the same thing over and over again while listening to music. Um, My little petition is low-key therapeutic just because you can kind of get lost in it and, like you said, listen to music. Yeah, and the time just passes. Like, honestly, as far as work goes, like, I know it sounded like a joke, but I really just enjoy being a little office clown and doing, like, (laughs) making, like, spreadsheets for my superiors, you know? I also like having a boss sometimes. Like, I like getting those little pats on the head. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. I know. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I totally get it. I think for me, the thing about the spreadsheets is, um, I have to like what the spreadsheets are about. But if I even remotely like them a little bit, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm down because like I already make spreadsheets for myself. I <laughs> am a very organized person, and I like sorting and logging and organizing everything. Um, and so that kind of office work doesn't necessarily drain me. But I kind of have to be at least a little invested in what I'm organizing. Yeah, I agree. When you feel, like, useful, I feel like that's peak. Um, Yeah. I just want a big daddy boss to use me. Um, I mean, we've been new, honestly. So (laughs) (laughs) nothing surprising here. But, hey, I wanted to talk to you about, well, I mean, I want to talk about Marina, right? Because. (gasps) Yes. Okay. Um, shout out to everyone. I made a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want people to, like, know your identity? Because if you plug your TikTok, I think they might find out. Yeah, I think that's okay. This can be our face reveal is my, um, TikTok spiel. But I made a TikTok and I have been exclusively covering songs from Marina's new album thus far because it's incredible. Um... And hopefully by the time this episode is out, I will have finished what I'm planning on covering next, which is Pandora's Box, which I actually think is going to be so pretty on the guitar. But all that to say, Ooh. I have a TikTok. The name is at, and then it's I smell bad. <laughs> so it's like saying I smell bad, like I stink. But instead of an M in smell, there's an N as in like, no way. I don't know what, what N is. Um... And as in November, I guess. And that is my last name, Snell, um, which I guess also is identity reveal of everyone. Um, Indeed. And now that you guys know um, who Sunny is, feel free to take any content from any of the 60 episodes we've done so far and get her fired. Um, She'll love that. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think think we're okay. I think we're in the clear. Um, No, we're good. (laughs) Crazier things have been said on on air, so. Yeah. Um, But that's my TikTok, at I smell bad. Um, And it's just going to be me playing and writing music. 
which I know is kind of lame. I wish it were like cooler. Like I made videos using a cool personality, <laughs> but I don't have the flair for that. Yeah, honestly, think, so. like love you, love your videos, but unless it's such like a Charlie D'Amelio TikTok dance, I don't care. So <sighs> honestly, get moving, shake that ass. <laughs> if I could, I would, Andre. <laughs> if I could, I would. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, I, I wanted to talk about Marina. Sunny just took that to plug her social, so thank you. But um, <laughs> actually talking about Marina, I wanted to say that Sunny and I, um, I just found out Sunny also loves Marina, formerly known as Marina and the Diamonds. I, you know, like you're one of my best friends, but I actually did not know that, which I don't know how I didn't connect that because you're like an indie alternative bitch. So um, anyway. She's literally one of my favorite artists of all time. She's so cool. Right, that's insane. That. But you, it, I know, like, you were showing me fucking Still Woozy, and you didn't, like, <laughs> think to tell me that you like Marina and the Diamonds. Anyway, um, so she loves Marina, and I do too. She has a new album, and she has a new tour, and we're going to go see her live Yes, next together, year, so when she comes through to Wyoming. Unbelievable. I know. <laughs> Dude, I cannot believe she's coming all the way over here. Like, you'd think LA, San Francisco, but Wyoming? I know. That's, that's crazy. Um anyway everyone go stream um ancient dreams at a modern land it's a great album and also fruit fruit doesn't get enough um recognition. okay but for real i Every- loved fruit what is wrong with people i literally have a friend um who was like who who loved marina and the diamonds uh, f- uh when she released the family jewels and electro heart and then fruit came out and um i was like oh you should listen to it like back in 2015 and then i talked to her recently like a couple weeks ago and i was like so like did you ever listen to fruit and she was like no because like the album's called fruit like who calls her album that with two o's that is so weird Shut up. Album probably isn't good and i'm like are you fucking kidding they're me? literally canceled i don't <laughs> like, even know them yet but they're canceled <laughs> like yeah like like really that's like that's literally like the textbook definition of judging a book by its cover and it's almost like like a parody how bad that was but um wait but i like yeah yeah, i knew that i loved i always really loved marina's music and then literally just like last week i watched some of her interviews i was because i was like you know what kind of person is she actually and she's so cool and it turns out fruit was her first album that she really felt like she had creative control over so we are actual marina stands you know not just like stands of her producers i guess so precisely Yes, Take um, I mean will. she felt. Mm. I mean she felt that she had creative control because she literally did. She wrote the entire album by herself. Yeah, um, yeah, with that's one insane. producer, and it's so with gorgeous. One, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like can't pin me down. Blue, gold, just all Ooh, solitaire. Bangers. Solitaire is very solitaire underrated. To happy and underrated ballad. Um, love it all. Yes. Um, wait, happy is the last or the first track i'm not sure i would have to look it up um because either the first or the last track is the only track that i don't vibe with off of that album it's immortal and happy one of them is the first one of them is the last Um, (laughs) immortal is the last track i like that happy i don't love but um anyway fruit is a great album it doesn't get the recognition it deserves um all the fucking rabid electra heart stands are like going around like attacking people because they don't say electra heart is the best marina album which it is pretty good and that's actually how i was introduced to her back mm-hmm. in 2012 i didn't know of her before then i didn't know of her during the family jewels era uh, but and so i am grateful for the album for introducing me to her but like and <laughs> so what <laughs> um 
I mean, TBH, uh, it's a really good album. I, I wonder if um, really, like, because Fruit came out in 2015 and... Um, spoiler alert hi i'm actually young i know skinny blonde and young you guys can take it i was pretending to be old because it was too much perfection but um (laughs) i was like an adolescent like you know peak adolescence in that time and i think that maybe it just hit me at the right moment in my life because when you're a teenager like you have all these hormones flowing through you and anything that you like like the memories that you make are like so loaded mm-hmm. and the, since that music came like maybe it was just coincidence you know the music came out of that time and i was like great i was like ripe for absorbing new music and making new memories and so that's why i like that album so much mm. and maybe there's nothing actually special about it which maybe um and i i'd hope that more people uh, were able to talk about music in this way like actually recognizing that a lot of music isn't as subjectively good as they think they are but rather it's just their nostalgia it's just their emotional attachment to something oh yeah Um, i mean at the end of the day you like music because you enjoy listening to it and that's just gonna be super subjective you know well not even that sunny what i'm saying is i think people enjoy music because it reminds them of something Mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. I, i don't maybe not everyone is like me i know that there's like people out there that um like struggle to um to visualize anything and like that's a weird thing that i found out the other day the her struggle to visualize anything in their head um but to me i always have like a movie playing so i visualize a lot and so i recall memories a lot when i listen to music and that's why i like listening to it so my theory is everyone is like that but maybe i'm wrong but that's what i think that people just like listening to music because it reminds them of a feeling or a smell or a place or a person Mm-mm. no totally um i feel i remember seeing a study that like the music that you listen to as a kid influences your music taste a lot um which wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all yeah i totally believe that um but the thing about the music that you listen to as a kid is did your parents influence that or was that you that's that's another question that goes even before that question that is kind of unanswerable because like if you're talking about when you're five years old like and oh, your yeah. parents play something Oh, yeah, no. I feel like my mom's music taste influenced mine a lot, for sure. Right. Yeah, it's strange. Anyway. um, But at the same time, I I mean, I know kids that, like, hate whatever their parents play. And they, you know, like, their parents love Katy Perry and they love listening to rap. So, like, um, they're not influenced whatsoever, it seems. So, I don't know. Um, But anyway, I think, yeah, I think people should get off their high horses a bit about... um, like no this music is better than this music which i know is funny coming from me when i just said like fruit is amazing but again i recognize it's probably just amazing because like it hit me at the right time um anyway that's on marina everyone go stream her new album um yeah that's it now that we've properly plugged marina (laughs) dude i okay the other thing is everyone please tag marina in my TikTok, yes. literally all yes. I want is for her to see is in like a video. Her. Like <laughs> I wants the pat on the head. I, exactly, I want the pat on the head <laughs> from like from her boss, ma- m- mommy. That's literally that's what all Sunny I wants. Want. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Favorite Marina song in three, two, one. We you can be a ro- robot. Oh no, I'm not a robot. I'm so sorry. What? There's another song I like called You Can Be a Robot, Wait. but uh, I am not a robot. I don't think I know that one. <laughs> so what's your favorite Marina song? I'm not a robot. Oh, okay. Got it. From the Family Jewels. I think so. Yeah. 
Um, mine's from mine's from Fruit, and it's actually a, a ballad. So if you thought I didn't like Happy just because it was a ballad, it's not because of that. <laughs> But, um, interesting. Anyway, okay, I want to talk about <laughs> something completely different, like one hundred So I just watched this YouTube video, which was insane, um, called All Tomorrows: The Future of Humanity? Question mark. And it is by this channel called Alt Shift X, and it talks about a story. The story is called All Tomorrows, written and illustrated by C. M. Coastman. This guy's a writer and an illustrator. He made a thing, and then a YouTuber made an abridged um, uh, version of the thing kind of narrating this uh, you know a summary of the story and putting pictures on the screen and um it the story is super interesting and i want i want to hear your take on it i mean it'd be better if i like sent it to you but honestly even if i did you might have not watched it because it's 40 minutes long <laughs> but i have the time because i am ageless and endless so i watched it <laughs> and um it's basically to summarize the summary honey um it's the story about how you know human civilization um uh evolves further and then we really go out and trek across the galaxy and um we end up evolving into slightly different subspecies of ourselves because as we trek across the galaxy we colonize different planets and since those different planets have different resources compositions and like uh gravity we end up evolving into different things uh but then there is this like alien species that invades basically all the planets that these future humans have colonized and they're called the q and they take these uh you know relatively still human looking future humans and turn them into like terrible like genetically modified creatures that barely resemble humans anymore just because they like fucking around with species and colonizing and terrorizing other species and they do that for 40 million years and we end up looking fucking like insane there's like you know now a hundred different subspecies of humans some of which look like rats and snakes and it's all terrible and it's all because of the genetic genetic modification of this alien species that came and invaded right mm -hmm. and um basically like you have those species now they're called in the they're called the new humans and these new humans um a lot of them after the q leave because they're done fucking with us just cause after 40 million years a lot of them go extinct um and but some uh, some of them evolve into post humans so even these weird genetically modified torturous you know um artificial evolutions end up evolving themselves naturally into even further things mm -hmm. and these humans um create their own empires you know like when the when the q made them they basically had the intelligence of really primordial animals they weren't very smart but over time you know they acquire intelligence because of some reason or another and they end up creating their own empires and it's basically like the story of humanity recycled you know you see the same thing we evolve we get smarter we create empires but then there's conflict and we destroy ourselves and i am not doing this justice at all but it's 
it's really really interesting i think i'm going to send it to you and the reason i wanted to bring it up is because well i think it's super interesting and everyone should check it out because it really like drove me down a philosophical hole um yeah what was the name again yeah it's called all tomorrows all tomorrows yeah a l l tomorrows okay um a billion year chronicle of the myriad species and mixed fortunes of men and it's really interesting because you know throughout this whole like 40 minute thing i mean i watched the youtube video i didn't read the story but throughout this whole journey uh these species get more and more deformed and they rise and fall and evolve or go extinct but in the end they're all still related to like modern human beings and that's really interesting to see because this author really um is a good illustrator and like makes these like terrifying uh illustrations um but he still like finds a way to relate them to like this moth looking human motherfucker you know but like you can still tell there's like remnants of humanity there and it is mm. interesting but slice sad. vibes uh, basically uh but over 500 million years basically and i guess i guess i mean the end of the story here which is interesting is that um it's now been half a billion years of all this evolution and invasion and whatever and torture and um a species of you know like post-human ends up rediscovering earth which is such an interesting concept um that like so much time could pass that earth could become an unknown land the same way you know um like the american continent was for the europeans that is so funny to me that like if you give anything enough time it'll become um unknown enough that you will be rediscovering it if you go back to it you know mm-hmm. what I mean? like as if it were the first time you saw it that is so interesting um and then basically this post-humans the the post-human species that are left end up um rehabiting earth and so it's like a full cycle they end up going back to earth even though both the humans now and the earth are unrecognizable from what they used to be so yeah wow interesting i know thoughts queen I don't know. Now I want to watch it. It's also just cool that people are putting out like 40 minutes of content that interesting. You know? Like, it's, we live it's in a so, wild okay. world. Mm. Did you guys know? Did you guys know that YouTube is free? Did you guys know that? <laughs> <laughs> because the quality content that some people be putting out here is insane. Moreover, did you guys know that TikTok is free? Because TikTok also has some really good stuff. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this user. It's called I Snell Bad. <laughs> he makes like covers. But um, dude, for real, like it's really good. Everyone go watch it. The All Tomorrow's video from the Alt Shift X channel on YouTube. Anyway, um, I got paid to do that, so there we go. Um, <laughs> There's our sponsor for today. <laughs> And finally, before we jump into the meat of this episode, I just want to talk about iCarly Girl. Um, oh, yeah, the reboot, <laughs> in which there are promised sexual situations, right? Yes, which is such an interesting promise to just make out loud, explicitly. It's so funny, but <laughs> thank you, whoever made that. I think it was Freddy. But, um, yeah, another 180. Um, the iCarly reboot is coming out today, and I'm going to watch it after recording this mm. uh, with my little Paramount Plus trial. So I'm going to watch that. I think there's going to be 10 new episodes coming out every week, which, like, how many episodes have you in film? Probably not that many. Probably Wait, like yeah, most, that's a right? ton to release in a week. I love that. Right, so really, it probably just means that, like, 
the whole season is going to be available in like two weeks. <laughs> That's really <laughs> what it means, probably. Um, but anyway, I'm excited. I actually wasn't an iCarly watcher, really, when the, the original iCarly was going on. I faced out of Nickelodeon before that. Um, not because I was old enough, but because I was watching Disney Channel instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so like Victorious, I also didn't watch, even though I was also like of age, relatively. Um, wow, but, I adored both for sure. But I did like Greg and Josh a lot, and I did watch some like Harley, and you know it's the same humor because it's all Dan Schneider, the feet lover. And um, I don't know if you knew that, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, didn't he turn out to be a creep yeah. who had a foot fetish? Yeah, but like not creepy, and not not like uh, sexual assault creep, just like creep creep, and so he still gets work basically. Damn. Um, it's like, whatever. I have mixed opinions. I don't know, but um, yeah, iCarly reboot coming out. There's no Sam there because Jenna McCurdy um like stepped out of acting some years ago because she said she was ashamed of the roles that she played. It's like I mean I, I read guess that I too. It. I mean yeah, but it's like. I don't know. I loved iCarly. Lots of people did. It seems like a bummer. Just in general, not this isn't a Jeanette McCurdy app, but just in general when people are like, oh, that's so cringe, or like, it's like, you were a teenager acting in a teenage show. Like, you were doing great, I know, you know? You don't honestly, have to be, like, like, acting in, like, My Lovely Bones. Not all of us can be Saoirse yeah. Ronan. <laughs> Sorry, Jeanette McCurdy. Like, well, two things. One, it shows that she's really not about the money which like interesting but Very also true, that, that wasn't the question anyway <laughs> so like um she was about if she was about the money i i wouldn't care like i guess i'd love to see her on the show i mean fucking miranda cosgrove you know uh decided to leave being boring to be on the show you can sacrifice not wanting to act for a season or two um but anyway uh i could totally see i saw an episode of sam and cat yesterday because i was curious about what that show was like because it mm. seems like a fever dream that ariana grande was in that show true but, okay um... that show i could see looking back on and being like maybe you don't want to resume that character i she's valid well, in that mm. the, the thing is that i just watching this episode i could see Jeanette mccurdy in real time feeling that way like i could see it in her in her face like in the acting <laughs> that she didn't really want to be there and maybe like her managers or her parent whoever was her manager was like oh come on do one more job or whatever mm-hmm. but like she was definitely an older teen at that point if not already in her 20s and she was you know like oh my god it was yeah i could i could see it in her face so yeah I very get understandable it. i get it yeah also isn't it just wild how so many of like the biggest adult um, singer songwriter stars are produced by Nickelodeon or, or Disney, like Ariana Grande, um, and then there's you know Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, like I don't know, it just Selena Gomez, yeah, yeah. Britney Spears. I mean, it's just wild. No, it's not surprising to me at all because I, darling, understand the <laughs> fucking what is it like child star to adult star like Disney pipeline. To Nickelodeon to yeah. adult pipeline, yeah. Like, um, um, because I've wasted too much time watching many YouTube videos about this. And no, it's not crazy because these companies have so much fucking money, like Disney and Nickelodeon, to basically pump any talented or talentless person that they wish to pump. And with enough marketing and money and maybe just a little bit of luck, they can make a star out of anyone. Now, listen, controversial opinion. I'm probably going to get, like, hitmen because of this. But, girl look at selena gomez just fucking look at selena gomez okay i'm not gonna say much but i am gonna say a lot that bitch can't sing (laughs) she can barely act 
she has no stage presence. She has no, like, personality on talk shows. And she's the most followed person on Instagram. Any of her musical projects are always successful. She makes bank. I was going to say I don't understand why, but now I understand why. It's because she was pumped enough at an early age, and so her first few projects were successful. And as far as her later projects, now that she's no longer part of Disney, it's because, well, the loyal following, I think, um, uh, like, followed her over, right, to, like, mm-hmm. adulthood. So, like, they were already attached to her when they were kids, and they were, like, you know, they're still fans. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also because as Selena got older, she had a lot of, I guess, quote-unquote tragedy happen to her. Her breakup with Justin Bieber was very publicized by the media and Justin and, frankly, herself as well. Um, it was very much marketed and used to everyone's advantage. And so she's very, very, very relevant still in the side guys, I think, because of that. And also, she, uh, she has lupus and she had her yeah. like, kidney or liver transplant. And that was also very, very, very public. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, the way she carries herself and portrays herself in interviews and whatever, is always like very um, meek in nice but kind of you can see the sadness behind her eyes and the fact that she still looks 16 because she has uh, you know like fat Baby in her face. face in the right places right um also also helps with people kind of infantilizing her and people treating her like she's very very fragile and i almost think that her her team um like wants that because I, that gets her a lot of sympathy from the public and therefore that translates into money um i will say though big following i love you like a love song and um i don't miss you okay especially i don't miss you at all which is like a really old disney era song of hers was a slap that got me through my last breakup so i recommend that to anyone going through a hard time (laughs) i don't miss you at all um incredible love it is that from like her first album (laughs) it might be it's i think it has like a purple cover or something um yeah it's an old one for yeah. sure. Yeah, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's from her Kiss and Tell album where she has like the weird lipstick on. She's just like her face on the cover. Um, yeah, pretty sure. Anyway, um, so here's the thing: she has good songs, but that doesn't take away from my point at all <laughs> because she has like like Hollywood Records, which is owned by Disney, and later on, whoever she's working with now—I don't know if it's Columbia or Sony or whoever. Um, they, especially her being a big star, they're only going to put her with the best producers because they want to take the leverage that her name has, Mm -hmm, her recognition, mm -hmm. the recognition of her name and sell albums. And so they're not going to fuck up by putting her with some unknown. They're only going to put her with the best producers and the best producers, guess what? Tend to put out good music Mm -hmm. and they're not the best for nothing. And so obviously some of her songs sound good, are catchy, are earworms and her voice is well produced by this good producers. But girl, that doesn't mean she can sing live. That doesn't mean she can sing generally. That only means that in the studio, they make the magic happen, and that's it. And now, people are going to come for me because it's like, oh, well, Britney Spears can't sing either, um, and blah, blah, blah. And yes, uh, although one could argue that she could sing when she was younger. But you know what? I'll give you that point. She can sing now. Fair enough. Her Vivi voice isn't even her real tone. It's not even her real voice. Fine. Fair. But she is, like, personable 
fun, interesting, engaging, <laughs> and like her she music videos. She can dance. Like truly,、mm. she can dance. You can tell she like puts effort into them. She is involved in the thing. Like every time I listen to a Selena Gomez song, I'm like, one, she didn't write that. I just know it. Just listening to it. Matter of time, sometimes I can even hear like, okay, so Ryan Tedder wrote that. Just like listening to the lyrics, I know who wrote it. I know who produced it.、Oh, okay, so the Chainsmokers produced that. Oh, so Red One produced that. Oh, so <laughs> the Cataracts produced that. Like I can just hear it. And when someone produces a song, they oftentimes also have a hand in the writing. So I also just assume that they at least co-wrote the song. So one, it's not even her writing. Number two,、um, I forgot what I was gonna say. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> Nothing against Selena personally. I just am. Dumbfounded at the fact that she is like one of the biggest stars right now.、Mm. So, oh, that her music videos. I can also see that she has no involvement in them. Not really. I mean, she says she does the interviews, but like all of them are boring and look the same. Maybe she does have involvement. Maybe she is just boring. I don't know. This is getting kind of personal. Again, I don't hate Selena personally. I'm just angry because I don't understand this, and I don't think it should be this way, but it is. So, <laughs> rant over. I also think she's gorgeous, which helps. Yes, she definitely benefits from pretty privilege, which、yeah. I can totally relate to.、Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we're twenty-eight minutes in, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's not a very um, um, substancey episode anyway. So it's not like we. <laughs> you know what? After the way you just dragged Selena, she's about to call you from the dead, and that's on segues. I know. Okay. I know. I know. I dragged her, and so therefore she died. And now she's gonna call me from the dead. Hi everyone. We're talking calls slash messages from the dead today. Calls from beyond, if you will.、Um, so Sunny, what do you have? First, I just have a great intro post. This is a post from Reddit on r slash paranormal, posted by Siren S Y R E N X Song. Um, and yeah, the title is "Phone Calls from the Dead," and I think this is a great sort of intro slide in for what we're doing. So here's the post. Brief background: I work for a company that answers phones and takes messages for businesses when they're closed, out to lunch, after hours, etc. We answer for a variety of companies in different fields, including funeral homes. This situation has happened twice that I've talked to the person myself on the phone, and a few other times as well. And I think it's very interesting, and thought maybe it would warrant discussion here. The first time it happened, I took the message from this lady whose mother had passed recently. Body was already picked up and dressed at the funeral par- parlor. Visitation was scheduled for the following day. She calls and is weepy and asks if her mother's phone is still in her jacket pocket because they just got a call from her number. I end up dispatching the call, calling the director to deliver the message verbally, and he says that he'll call her, but the body is in the casket and the casket is closed, waiting in their parlor. I say, "Wow, weird," and he kind of chuckles and says, "This is in all caps." This kind of thing happens more often than you would think. <laughs> It's been a year or more since that call, and I just yesterday got another call similar for another funeral home. And other people I work with have had the same types of stories. Just wanted to get some outside opinions because it's interesting and creepy at the same time. So, this is a good intro to our topic today, which is phone calls from folks that you would think would be no longer. I don't know, disposed or able to, to call.、Um, this one is fun. I feel like because it does feel pretty real.、Um, this person just seems to be talking about their time at work, and that this happen, this kind of thing happens more often than you would think. Statement is definitely like, hmm. So, do you believe in this? Do you think spirits can call from beyond? <laughs> 
I don't think so. But I do think, um, I don't know. It's interesting. And so, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to read you something um, that's slightly different take on this. So mm. this is from r slash ghost stories posted by user Edward Bliss. So it's called All Right Everyone Who Has Received, Who Has Received Phone Calls from the Dead. So this guy says, one time I received a phone call at 5 a.m., which is strange in itself. No number was displayed. The odd thing was that a message was left. So I checked the message, and it sounded like 10 or 20 faint voices having conversations with each other combined with static. That's one message that I'd like to forget. Another thing I'd like to add is that these calls don't necessarily have to be from someone who recently died. If there's already some paranormal activity in your house, you should expect this sort of thing to happen. I've heard knocks, cabinets opening, lights dimming, objects missing, etc. So I'm assuming the call is connected to that. Being part clairvoyant, I also believe there's a spirit of an old lady in the basement that died of natural causes in the house. Um, but I'm just so accepting and unbothered by it that it's no big deal to me. I think generally spirits look for a reaction, whether it's fear, anxiety, curiosity, etc. But if you have the attitude of just peacefully coexisting and just generally being unfazed, it shouldn't escalate to anything. So I have an, a couple of things to say about this. First is... This is okay. So I think most people, when they hear calls from beyond, they're like, okay, so my mom has a phone in the afterlife and she decided to, like, or, you know, like, send me a last I love you message, whatever. So that makes it harder to believe. But something that would make this concept easier to believe is that maybe it's not actually. Okay. So this guy says, like, maybe the phone calls are just yet another manifestation of energy, the same way that lights switching on and off are you know if you're in a haunted house or like uh fucking noises or like the guy said cabinets opening and closing like i don't even know how to explain this so you remember how in a, in a previous episode we talked about how maybe ghosts aren't real and or apparitions aren't real and remember this like hiking ghost who was like hitchhiking and maybe they're actually it's just energy that is trapped from like a tragedy that kind of just exists in a loop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so, what if that energy can make phone calls is basically what I'm saying. Like, what if it's <laughs> not actually anyone from beyond, no spirits, and, you know, in a in, in, in a even bigger sense, what if, again, like we said in the previous episode, what if ghosts aren't even real, et cetera, et cetera. That could be possible. I mean, it's interesting, though, because a lot of these stories do have a caller ID that's, like, a specific dead person. And... I mean, I don't think it's enough. To be fair, I think a lot of these stories are stories, but I also think it's pretty possible to prank someone by calling and making your caller ID look like a certain thing. So... Yes. Yeah. But, like, who's pranking the family members of someone who's recently deceased just to fuck with them? Like... No, I true, that's kind of like my question. I psycho. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, but, like, but, like, even then, like, are you getting much out of it? I don't know. I don't um, think so. I mean, I think that's interesting. So you're kind of approaching phone calls from the dead similar to, like, you know, sounds in the night. Just, like, a one-off, like, manifestation well, of energy, so to say. Yes. I mean, frankly, overall, I think my mind over 
Honestly, the existence of this podcast has evolved a lot on a number of paranormal topics, and one of those is ghosts. Hmm. And by ghosts, I mean literal apparitions that people can see. Um, I think that that story that I read and whatever episode that was really stayed with me. Like, it really impacted me because I was like, I had never thought of this shit like this before. Hmm. Um, and I'm really leaning nowadays towards the concept that ghosts that apparitions aren't the actual dead person um, trying to communicate but rather especially if the apparition happens at the place where that person died rather it's the energy that stays there after someone dies just playing itself in a loop Mm. Um, I, I still think that like people go somewhere when they die like souls go somewhere whether reincarnation or not is a thing or whatever like you know like existence doesn't end at death it's just that i don't think apparitions are the person but i think for example my boyfriend once told me that she had her he he, that he had her grandma uh appear to him in a dream and talk to him about very like you know specific things i believe Mm -hmm. that um that like only she could whatever I think that was legit. Um, but I think if he had seen like an apparition Ghostbuster style in his bedroom of his grandma, I don't think that would have been his grandma because I don't think spirits slash souls, whatever you want to call them, actually have the power or ability to do that. That's way too hardcore. So I think it's your imagination or a demon. I don't think just plain human ghosts can appear to you like like you know like clear as day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there you go well i support your theorizing and development on this matter you're basically a (laughs) paranormal scholar now basic girl i better be i better be after 100 fucking episodes i want a degree yeah so anyway um yeah uh go ahead what else you got um i have a couple more stories of like real people that have been recorded Uh, The first one is from a man, Charles Peck, and this one is pretty interesting. So he died in a train crash in San Fernando Valley, California, which neither of us are very familiar with, of course, Um, but he died there and the crash killed 25 people. This was in 2008. So he had originally, he was 49, he had a fiance and two adult children. And after he died in the crash, search and rescue was not able to immediately find his body. So in the 11 hours following the crash, 35 phone calls went out from his phone to his loved ones. And um, yeah, search it. And then because of all these phone calls going out, searches were guided by the phone calls. So they basically tracked his phone through the phone calls and traced his, his calls. So eventually they found his body in the first train car. Uh, This was 12 hours after the crash, and his phone stopped calling his loved ones an hour before they found him. Um, So Peck's family said that they never heard the sound of his voice. All they heard was static on those calls. And they held on to the belief that he was alive in the wreckage and was just using the calls um, as an opportunity to, like, send encouraging words. But it is pretty... I mean, this one's a weird one. It's like, A, he's dead, so how do you butt dial when you're dead like is your i guess this is 2008 so that would have been buttons rather than a touch screen which makes it more likely 
but um 35 calls to his loved ones through butt dials after dying like his body shouldn't be shifting right after the crash so for him to be making these separate calls or like what if it was that like his hand somehow is able to but see it says that he died on impact but what if like he wasn't fully dead or something i don't know this one's interesting okay (laughs) i've heard that one before one i think he was fully dead he died on impact i do believe that too i don't think the calls were accidental because again his body like 35 of them or whatever that's way too many uh for it to just be an accident so i am steady (laughs) on my belief about apparitions but if i don't think this these calls were accidental um then and he was dead then that means they were purposeful while he was dead and he like specifically called this number so many times which is a number of one of his relatives um that like i don't maybe it can't just be random energy just doing things because a person just died there i don't know because that seems very intentional like he was trying to deliver a message maybe he just couldn't get through because he you know quite didn't have the strength or whatever the spirit didn't mm-hmm. uh and so maybe again apparitions i'm set but when it comes to phone calls maybe i'm off maybe i mean you know if i believe a ghost a spirit can appear to you in a dream why couldn't they make a phone call i guess like yeah the thing that makes phone calls so interesting is that it's so like it's this complex physical thing you know because when someone talks about the story of just like seeing a ghost or having it follow them that's one thing but a phone call you have to like manipulate a phone or somehow manipulate i don't know telephone lines and stuff and signals so yeah it's just interesting because connecting that with paranormal stuff is very like if a phone if, if a ghost can make a phone call what else can it do you know if a, mo- um, if a ghost can make a phone call can they make a tiktok is the question <laughs> follow me at at i smell bad to find out <laughs> plot twist everyone sunny's been dead this whole time this is some sixth sense bullshit um Anyway, yeah, my yeah. face reveals you're just gonna see videos of a guitar playing itself. So yeah, just floating in midair. Yeah, she died, <laughs> and then I called her a bunch of times because I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're dead! How dare you die?" I yeah, to make a podcast this whole with you. podcast has back. been phone calls from the dead. Actually, just <laughs> she, called yeah. me, she called me back and was like, I, "I can still do it, fam. Like, there's reception up here, or I should be honest, <laughs> down here." Um, Whoa. <laughs> That was an uncalled for attack, but I fully it's accept fun that I would go <laughs> Literally. Um, mm. Girl, if I'm going, you're joining. So anyway, <laughs> I that's interesting. So I have a story that might throw a wrench in things or not. So mm. hear this out. So this story is called Was It Brother? Question mark From Vicky H. This is from an article on liveabout.com about phone calls from the dead. So this person says, about three nights ago, my husband got a phone call at 1.57 a.m. I remember it was a very stormy night. He answered, and the phone was giving him little bleeps, but nobody would say anything. Then the phone went dead. I was asleep by the phone, but I never heard it ring, and I always hear the phone ring. Only he heard it. He called the number back on the caller ID, and it said, this number is not in service. The number is still on our caller ID. The same night at 4am, his mother, who lives about an hour away, also got a phone call. Her son, who was asleep in the house, also never heard the phone ring. She heard the same bleeps and it was the same caller ID. She called it back and it was also a not in service number. About 5am, 
His mother was lying in her bed, and she saw a man standing at the foot of her bed, looking at her. She said he was tall and thin, had dark eyes and dark clothes. He stared at her for a minute, and then darted across the room and disappeared. We are very freaked out about this, and cannot figure out why this happened all on the same night, and nothing like this has happened before. Why did I not hear the phone ring, and my husband did the phone... Why did I not hear the phone ring and my husband did the phone is right in our bed. That is not written well. But you know what she means. My husband lost his brother about six months ago. A tragic death. So this woman theorizes that the person who called her husband and her husband's mother was the husband's dead brother. Mm. Uh, and the mother's son, right? Dead son. Mm -hmm. uh, which died six months ago. Which, like, okay. I mean, if a ghost was going to call, you know, that would be the ghost. That's an interesting uh, one, though. Yeah, because if the other people in the house aren't hearing it, is it that right. the phone they're making the phone ring and making the other people unable to hear? Or that they're just making a phone sound in the person's ear and it's not actually ringing? You know, that is At so that creepy. Point, it's just more like, a imagining thing a than ghost a going. Thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> imagining a ghost going like as you're asleep, like coming to your ear and going, ring, ring. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing: if 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 a ghost was gonna call him, it would have to be the ghost of the dead brother because he only manifested himself to the to the mom and his brother exactly but yeah. why wait six months number one and number two i don't know that ghosts have the ability to not to 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 impair hearing for other people even temporarily exactly so, right this just like yeah i was thinking either you know complete fiction which is always an option or be demons right because maybe this wasn't a good thing a good call a good entity wanting to reach out um maybe it was an evil entity because again why wait six months and two how could he impair the hearing of you know the 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 girl the the wife mm. um and also again the thing about apparitions is you know assuming the brother did not die at the mother's house how was this motherfucker or even his leftover energy able to make an apparition at the mother's uh you know at the, at the foot at the foot of the bed of the, of the mother so interesting maybe, that you bring this up yeah. that what if these phone calls are being made by a completely separate not good entity because i also have a story that would be good for that hmm? well i don't i don't think that about all phone calls like i certainly don't think that about the one that you talked about the guy that died mm -hmm, and called mm -hmm. three many times but this one i mean the fact that again one of them couldn't hear the phone call even though they should have been able to and that there was an apparition that adds complexity to this mm -hmm. that it's like i'm not sure that's just a ghost yeah and i think um, that makes it way more um spooky you know that like because yeah, that would mean that yeah. whatever not good entity it is is like using the knowledge that they have a recently passed away loved one against them right reminder everyone if you actually believe in demons which i frankly think i do <laughs> um demons impersonate other good familiar entities to lure you in that is if you have ever read anything about them seen a movie about them that's literally the modus operandi so this wouldn't be out of the ordinary anyway continue okay speaking of, i have a really good story that goes on this tangent so um this story is don't phone the dead it's on r slash no sleep on reddit um, so, I mean, I don't expect this story to be real, but it's a good one. Mm -hmm. um, 
So it starts out, and I'll probably skip over some of like the extra, what is it, uh, exposition. But mm -hmm. I still play her voicemail every night before I sleep. Chase, this is Serena. Um, what time are we going to go study for the AP Calc exam? Hit me up. Her voice is sweet, and when she says, um, I convince myself that it's because she's nervous. As if Serena would be nervous to talk to a nerd like me. Wow, making this really relatable for the Reddit crowd, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> she was perfect, a model student, beautiful inside and out, but she always dressed modestly and was kind to everyone. Not a hoe, check. I'm <laughs> sorry, um, but this description is really funny. That's why I crushed on her so hard. Of course, she had a boyfriend, Derek, a starting er, a starting varsity lacrosse player, and definitely not someone who had a seat in our AP calculus class. <coughs> Serena went missing on December 6, 2016. For 18 days, police poured over our quiet New England town, knocking on doors and organizing citizen searches. I participated too, of course. Those 18 days were sleepless and unable to concentrate on exams or eat. I'd spend my time after school and during winter break searching for her, sometimes with others, but often alone. Each day, I'd play her voicemail on the bus home from school and convince myself that she had been nervous to talk to me. I'd be sure that secretly she loved me and that if I found her, if I was the one to rescue her, she would realize she loved me all along and we would be together. Unfortunately, I did find her. It was Christmas Eve. The ground was covered in an inch of snow that had fallen a few days before. I was searching an abandoned quarry quarry, at sunset when I discovered a trail of smashed glass. High school kids often come to places like this to drink beer, so it wasn't unusual. But I followed the trail anyway to the mouth of a mining cave. There was no reason to go inside, and I didn't have a flashlight, so I turned around. That's when my phone vibrated. Serena glowed on my screen. Remember, y'all, this is after 18 days. For the briefest second before the call showed is unanswered. My blood froze and my heart pounded. I immediately called her back. The phone rang three times before someone answered. Heavy breathing from coarse, broken lungs came through the speaker, gasping as if it hurt to breathe, each breath like cloth tearing through a thorn brush. Chase, Serena's sweet but broken voice. Serena, where are you? Coarse breaths. I'm inside. I need you. Help me. The call ended. I stared into the cave. It was black inside, and all I had for a flashlight was my phone. Was Serena in there? Was there someone in there with her? She sounded like she was hurt. I had to go in there and save her. But whoever took her could be dangerous. No, no, I had to save her, and she would realize that she loved me, and she would be mine. But my legs wouldn't move. I was as frozen as the snow on the ground. I stared into the darkness of the cave as a breeze blew out and chilled every bone in my body. And then I heard footsteps approaching from inside the cave, getting closer, getting faster, closer, faster. I turned around and ran, sprinted all the way home. I dashed up to my room, locked the door, and hid in the closet. Then I called the police and told them everything. A few hours later, the police were at my doorstop. doorstep. They questioned me about what happened, and I gave them as detailed an account as I could. They then told me what they found. The police found Serena in the cave, her body lifeless. And though the cause of death was uncertain at the time, the police believed it to be murder, as several of her ribs were broken, and one had even punctured her lung. I was devastated and immediately broke down in tears. Had I only been braver, maybe I could have saved her. Had I been an athlete, like her boyfriend, Derek. Had I been strong and confident, maybe I could have overpowered the killer and she would still be alive. Instead, I'd run home and hid in my closet. And as a result, Serena had died a horrible, brutal death. But it wasn't true. None of it. Because, the officer told me, Serena's body had decomposed to such an extent she'd been dead for a week. 
We have to confiscate your phone as evidence, the officer said as I sat there, confused and in tears. The person who called you could be a suspect. But I couldn't let them have my phone. Her voicemail was on my phone. That was my last remnant of her, and her giddy, nervous voice proved she loved me. I made it up, I said, the part about getting the phone call. It never happened. Now why would you do that? The officer asked. I went inside the cave and I saw her body. It scared me so much that I ran home. I wanted to be taken seriously, so I made up the part about her calling me. My explanation made no sense, but the officer, realizing that I was in shock, didn't press me further. I asked him one final question. Did you recover any of her belongings, like her phone or anything? I can't really talk about it, but no, we didn't find anything like that on her. Nothing made sense. I went to bed and slept for 16 hours. I sat alone in my room thinking about it all. I played her voicemail and cried every time. I wanted to call her number, but pressing send was like standing before the mouth of that cave, frozen, my blood chilled to ice. Who was going to pick up? Who had I talked to yesterday? We were meant to be together. Blah, 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 talking about how he loves her. I'm going to skip this. She secretly loved me, so I pressed send. The phone rang three times. Chase, you ran away. Her voice, the sweetest it had ever sounded. I broke down in tears. I'm sorry, Serena. Please forgive me. I forgive you, Chase. You know, I've always loved you. I love you, too. We can be together, Chase, forever. How? Come back to the cave at sunset, and this time, don't run away. The call ended. When I tried to call her back, I got the message that her phone had been switched off or was out of service area. At sunset, I returned to the cave. There was police tape and a barricade around the mouth now. The snow on the ground was melting into a slippery slush. My phone vibrated for only a second. It was another missed call from Serena. I called her back. Chase, my love. I'm here. Good. We'll be together soon. Now just face the cave and close your eyes. What? Why? You'll hear him come for you. Let him take you, Chase. Who? He'll bring you to me and we'll be together forever. This doesn't make sense. Be brave, my love. Her voice dis distorted, deep and out of tune. Now close your eyes and don't open them. Even deeper now, almost inhuman. Not until you're with me. She hung up. I stared at the mouth of the cave. Was there any point in living if I couldn't be with her? If I couldn't make her breakfast every morning? After all, we had been waiting all this time to admit our feelings, to finally love each other as we were meant to. I closed my eyes. Footsteps approaching from inside the cave, getting closer, getting faster, closer, faster. I opened my eyes. In the second before I turned and ran, I saw a naked man with gray elephant-like skin come out of the cave. All I remember is that he had no eyes. Where his eyes should have been, there were teeth. Almost a year has passed. A year filled with despair, depression, and unrealized aspirations. But at least I'm alive. I'm not a brave man, and that's what saved me. I still listen to her voicemail daily. I still believe we were meant to be together. But when she miscalls me every day at sunset, I don't call her back. I don't phone the dead. And neither should you. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I mean... Very well written. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I think that just shows you that it's not real. But I mean, we're still talking about a concept that is very likely yeah, real anyway. So I'll, I'll address this as such. I mean... You want to know my theory on this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. My theory is that, of course, it was never Serena calling him. It was that elephant skin demon thing. And my theory mm -hmm. is that Serena was lured into the cave by... Um, 
of course, yeah, I mean, theorizing, I don't think that this is a true story, but um, that Serena could have originally been lured into the cave um, because it had lured in someone else that had, like, a love, like, her loved one, and it had its voice, you know? Um, right. So this would be, like, a cool voice-stealing demon story, I guess, um, combined really with phantom phone calls. Yeah. And it is connected to the demon thing that I said earlier, so mm-hmm. that's a very good segue. Yeah, um, and I love the I love in the conclusion when he's like, she still miscalls me every day at sunset. Like, can you imagine after that just continuing to get that call and being like, okay, cool, just gonna ignore it, I guess. Like that would be so annoying. I hate spam callers, <laughs> and like you know, love one demon. I don't care if I don't want you to call me and you keep calling. That is so annoying. And if I can't even block your number because it's like supernatural or something so annoying i'm calling at&t immediately i would be terrified so, i mean i mean uh, yeah but also like this guy said on the other story it's like if you learn to just coexist with these things if you ever are forced to do so because there's a ghost in your house or a ghost is calling you like really learning to not be afraid of it and just coexist with it and accept it is the best way to go on about it because if you're just scared about it all the time um i mean I mean, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I believe that in general. But in this case, after knowing that he had like killed, like gruesomely killed one of his friends, I would definitely be more scared. Right. Than just, so if like, it's a de- it. <laughs> if, if if it's a demon or an evil entity, an evil entity, you don't want to learn to live with it, right? You want to get rid of it. If you truly cannot get rid of it, but also it's not like actively hurting you, like this thing just keeps calling, but it's not like a huge deal, but it's still scary. Mm-hmm. You want to do what the guy's doing. You want to you know kind of give up because there's nothing else you can do but also not engage with it because that'll only like feed it right so yeah i guess so i would this is definitely a situation where i would be like i am but a small woman i literally am incapable of doing anything and enlist like my brothers or someone to go to the cave and kill it (laughs) oh my god okay so i have this story that is uh really interesting Okay, so the story is called, Her Voice Was Scared, and she said, Please help me. And this is from the same Ranker.com article that I was using earlier. So, uh, user needs answers now, (laughs) says, I lost my sister (laughs) this February to suicide. I put that in quotation marks because I, quote unquote, suicide, because I still do not believe it was suicide for the fact that she left, no explanation for anybody, and more so didn't tell me anything before it. In parentheses, being a year apart in age, we were extremely close. Now, to the event this morning that has me extremely rattled and upset. I was asleep in my bed with my girlfriend when I was waking up by my phone ringing. It woke her up too. This is how I know it wasn't just me dreaming. It was 3.37 a.m. I know this because when it rang, I looked at the screen to see what number was calling me and I saw the time. It was a private number, an unknown number. Usually I will not answer private number calls, but being half asleep and guessing it was probably a drunk friend ringing to be picked up from somewhere, I answered. Yeah, I would never answer because like if a friend trusts me enough to just, you know, for me to be like top of their contact list, like I'm also going to have them on my contact list in that case. So they're, you know, I'm going to, it's not going to be an unknown number. So. Um, and they can leave a message. So anyway, I said hello, and all I could hear was this muffled kind of static sound. No one replied, so again, I said hello, no response. So I thought it was probably just a prank call and was about to hang up when I heard my name. It was clear as day and sounded 100% like my sister. 
I kind of froze and started to panic. And I said her, I said her name a few times, pretty much pleading it to be her. Then all I heard was, "I'm sorry. I love you. Please help me." The last bit is what has made me really upset and uneasy. I asked where she was then, and I heard a really loud screeching sound. Then it went back to the dial tone. When it hung up, I turned to my girlfriend. She said my face was pale white. She asked why I was saying my sister's name and what was wrong. And it's then that I had a complete meltdown and I cried harder than I ever had. I didn't go back to sleep. I just sat up with my phone in my hand, waiting. Today, even I took the day off work just so I can be sitting with my phone <laughs> all day. So that's the story. <laughs> um, Damn. Yeah. I know. Okay. So thoughts. I mean taking the day off work this person's really ready to i i guess they're in, yeah they're invested i mean that's the thing it's like how quick do you want to be to just trust and jump in okay so this is when i wanted to read this story because it's a little bit different than what we've been talking about i mean aside from your no sleep story which i don't think is true i think this one is true or at least truer and this is why this is so interesting because we're talking about the ghost calling you, yes, but unlike other stories where you just hear static or it's a voicemail and again it's just static, this ghost is actually able to speak and say, I'm sorry, I love you, please help me. So that already is super weird because, all you know, like the guy in the train, a lot of these phone stories, the ghost, I guess, has enough strength to make a phone call somehow, but they can't actually speak, which like, you know, I'd understand since they're a disembodied spirit, I wouldn't expect <laughs> them to have much physical strength to be able to do anything even remotely physical. Uh, like, you know, anyway. So, no, not only is that interesting, but the fact that this girl is um, saying, please help me, to me, it almost implied that she was in some kind of purgatory. And if that's the case, can ghosts call not just from, quote-unquote, the other side, whatever that is, maybe heaven, but can they also call from purgatory? Oh, <laughs> um, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about the help being a purgatory thing. Right. I mean, um... Yeah, like, where where in the world are they calling from? Um, yeah, I read a story where, like, uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it was fiction, but it was about, like, a time leap type one of, like, a ghost calling for help and the person trying to give them information to prevent their death, you know? Which was interesting. Oh, but, that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe all these phone calls actually take place from purgatory and actually whoever's running purgatory what's happening is actually that the person that runs it uh, allows you a phone call when you enter purgatory <laughs> maybe that's what it is <laughs> um, love that <laughs> yeah I mean I mean, like, right and the, here's the thing about the paranormal and also why it's so infinitely interesting right it's the fact that we don't know sh shit like we don't know a lot really um, and so all the speculation could be completely off or you know, it could be approaching something real because we really have no idea. Um, I mean, yeah, it's the like can't prove it, can't disprove it thing. Just like the we're living in a simulation theory, which has really right. gotten increasingly stuck in my head, Andre. Um, well, be careful because I read I've read about this uh, Reddit community that had to be either shut down or privated. That was about people talking about simulation and how they think they're a part of it. That basically a lot of them became like suicidal. So because they were like, oh, if I'm part of a simulation, then my life has no meaning. Yada yada. I don't know if like 
people just can't relate to this but in my mind i'm like girl literally nothing changes <laughs> literally nothing matters no, like it exactly, doesn't matter yeah. at all I think it would be like, <laughs> like if, if tomorrow if, like if tomorrow you told me you live in the matrix i mean I, I guess realistically i'd probably have some like hard time adjusting with it but i really don't think it becomes suicidal just because like i eventually come to the conclusion of like well if i can't exit it and my life changes none at all then what difference does that make so i can just no, continue exactly. living my life yeah um yeah yeah and I anything think, too i think, I think it's kind of cool but yeah sorry no i just i think that's hard for some people to think about it like that and i don't blame them because even me describing how i would think about it i think sounds kind of weird like wait why why wouldn't i freak out more about it um so i get it i do get it yeah it's interesting that that freaks people out so much though because when you think about it like a lot of us love playing video games right like you're actively investing Mm -hmm. in something that doesn't necessarily have meaning inherently but like i love playing the sims you know i love making my sims do their little thing and develop hobbies and stuff i don't know i feel like it would be the same mood with life it would just be like oh okay i guess i really don't have to take anything i do very seriously now but i think it'd be kind of fun right you know? no i i agree i mean okay so here i'll 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 walk back a little or, clarif- or, or clarify a little i guess it's really easy to say oh i would do x or y you know if you're just speculating and hypothesizing yeah yeah um but you know i know maybe i'll t- completely break down if i ever find that out because i'll be like oh my god the world around me isn't real and you know like (laughs) we're going to a very different place than i expect but um here's the thing even if that's the case that hasn't happened (laughs) yet and i am not mocking anyone i'm just saying like it is very wild that there are people who are driving themselves crazy over this um you know for example in this reddit community when it's like just just driving themselves crazy over the hypothesis that it could be real rather than the fact that it's real you know yeah that is really interesting so everyone until elon musk comes out and says yes we live in a simulation dogecoin is the new simulation currency everyone adopt it right now (laughs) download the update to your brains whatever until elon tells us i finally got in touch with the creators they said that because i was the richest man on earth they would allow me a moment oh with God. them you know yeah, they, they said they they said humanity the humanity simulation now has to adopt dogecoin because it makes it easier for in-app <laughs> transactions for the creator so because um, you know, we're the sims so anyway you know what though with like elon musk and grimes being together maybe i mean you know maybe maybe we really are in a simulation dude some of the stuff that yeah, goes down yeah there's a lot of that yeah there, there, there's a lot of evidence for the simulation honestly that, that's that's definitely part of part of the pile um and their child's but, but name if that's not some simulation shit mm? i know dude i don't even know how to pronounce it but anyway everyone stop freaking out about whether we live in a simulation or not um because we don't at least currently there's no proof for that and even if we did i think there are some ways to think about it that make you feel better so anyway <laughs> Um, on that note, I think it's time we end this lovely episode and uh, thank our listeners for joining us tonight. Sunny, yeah. Thank the listeners. Um, thank you for 28 minutes of entertainment talk, <laughs> five minutes of simulation talk, and 30 good minutes of allotted calls from beyond talk. Um, yes. This was a lot of fun, as always, and thank you. Thank you for listening, Julie. Um, yes, thank Yeah. Yeah. 
And speaking Thank of you listening, all. if you want to listen to some slappers, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, don't forget to check me out on TikTok at iSnellBad. S-N as in November, E-L-L-B-A-D. Okay. Yes, and I am forever anonymous unless you guys end up finding out through an easy Google search who I am, which shouldn't be too hard. So I won't be plugging anything um, today, but I do want to thank you guys for listening, letting let you know that we have two motherfucking episodes left. So get excited for that, and uh, that you can find us as always on Facebook at Scary Talk or Twitter and Instagram at Talk Scary, and you know say hi. Um, we will talk to you very soon and have a good night the mothman is real and other shit bye